You're listening to Lead Through Values, where America's Chief Culture Officer, James Mayhew, helps you create a high-performance workplace by building strong leaders, enhancing communication, and accelerating productivity. And now, here's your host, James Mayhew. Hey, everybody, this is James, and welcome back to the episode. I'm so glad you're here to listen to this podcast today with me. Uh, But I wanted to let you know that maybe this one's going to stir you up a little bit, depending on what your role is. And quite honestly, this one is kind of geared toward anybody who is in charge of culture at your workplace. So it could be our HR people. It could be uh, somebody who is appointed, um, you know, on your teams, uh, leads a committee. It could be the CEO. It could be the business owner. Okay. You might get upset with me about what I'm going to talk about. And yet... I hope you stick with me because maybe I'm going to illuminate something, um, change your perspective a little bit today. All right. I want you to be thinking about your culture as much as you're going to think about any other initiative that you have going on in your company. And this one is overlooked all the time. You've heard me say it before. But here's the question that I just want you to think about for a second. How would you describe the culture in your workplace from that position of being an HR director VP, uh, owner, CEO, uh, maybe you're uh, maybe you're just an important person, and uh, you've been tasked with overseeing your culture in your company. How do you describe the culture in your workplace? Here's what I see a lot. I see it described as being like family. We're like a big family. We just all get along. I see it described as relaxed and casual. I've even seen it described as laid back. I read this on job postings on Indeed. I read this on job postings on LinkedIn. I see it on About Us pages. I see it on culture pages, on websites, all of those places. If you have this terminology on your website, I'm just going to ask you to stay with me for the next few minutes, okay? So here we go. When I see videos and job descriptions that talk about how we're laid back, And like a big family, I immediately think boring. Okay, I'm a high performer. Those kinds of things to me don't resonate to me. And I know I'm not alone in this. And here's the other thing. If I was the founder of that company, I would take exception to those phrases to describe our company culture. If I'm the founder, I was not thinking, hey, I want to make this like a big family. I want this to be really laid back, relaxed, and casual. I may have been thinking that, but hear me out, okay? If I was the founder, I would take exception. Here's why. Just because we allow people to wear shorts and flip-flops to work, whether that's in person or remotely, because that's part of our casual dress code, you know, it does not mean we aren't driven to kick butt daily. It also does not mean that we're going to be slow to respond to market shifts or slow to respond to new product development. In other words, we're just going to sit on our heels because we're laid back. It does not mean we aren't going to have crucial conversations. You know, the kind of conversations that make us a little nervous because we've got to address something that somebody's doing that's disrupting our goals. Okay, it also does not mean that you get to get by. 
with mediocre work here. It does not mean you can come in and coast. Don't miss this, that founders became founders because they think differently. They are motivated to break convention, the normal construct of things. They're motivated to do things differently. See, they're driven by passion. They have a vision. They have ideas. And they have plans, uh, concepts for doing things a better way. And they are willing to put everything on the line to make a difference for themselves and for people who join them. Now, they don't make excuses because they know every success and failure points back to them. Founders are burdened with the knowledge that if they make a catastrophic mistake, people's lives will be adversely impacted. And so they have to make courageous decisions. And yes, I'm just going to say right now, I acknowledge that some founders are only in it for themselves. But that's not what this podcast episode is about. All right. I'm, I'm giving you that because I know you may be thinking that. But here's something that founders do. Founders establish cultural attributes at the beginning. They could be, we're always going to have a casual dress code here. It could be, I want this to have an easygoing, uh, I, I want this to have a laid back kind of atmosphere. But there isn't a person that's starting a business that is paying somebody to come work for them that is going to accept a laid back, laissez-faire uh, work ethic. And if they do, they are not going to be in business long because they're not a good leader. Here's what happens. The founders establish these cultural attributes at the beginning. We're going to innovate. We're going to constantly check ourselves. We are going to develop people. We are never going to allow this or to happen or that to happen. But here's what happens. As business evolves and new people join the company, each team member becomes one more step removed from that founding culture. So when you promote that your workplace culture is relaxed, laid back, casual, like a family, it tends to miscommunicate all of these attributes and you have unintended culture creep. You've heard of mission creep before. I'm saying this. This is what I talk about all the time with my clients is what are the accidental elements of your culture that lead to unintended culture outcomes. Do not miss this. You can have a fun and friendly place to work while wearing shorts and flip-flops and simultaneously completely dominate your market at the same time. So the next time your team wants to produce a culture video to attract great people, please don't water it down or otherwise miscommunicate what the soul of your company is by using trendy catchphrases that your competitors are using. You are better than that. Instead, describe your grit, the determination, the resiliency, and the attitude behind your success. Talk about how you've overcome adversity and what has been the great outcomes of that. Tell why you're an organization that desires to make feedback and accountability the norm, not the exception. See, set the bar high and you'll attract the right people, not just people who are looking to chill out and hang out with their buds for eight hours a day, 
After all, high-performance workplaces are about getting the right people, doing the right things, moving in the right direction together. So what are your thoughts when you hear this about culture, how you communicate it? Are you offended a little bit? Did I open up your mind a little bit? Do you agree or do you vehemently disagree? See, the last question that I'm going to ask you then is, are you paying attention to your culture in a way that drives performance or in a way that hinders it? Now, as always, I welcome your your comments, your feedback, your questions, your observations. So if you have those, please send them to me. I want to hear from you, and I'm going to do my best to respond to all of them. Coach at jamesmayhew.com is my email. Let me say that one more time. My email is coach at jamesmayhew.com. There's a link in the description. And again, I just want to say thank you for listening. And remember that conversations create clarity and clarity produces action and action delivers results. See you next time.